Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Good morning, friends. How are you today? We've talked about being a Christian wife. Now it's time to talk about being a Christian mom. And let's talk like Christian period mom. Christian period. Like, you know. Sometimes we get that confused, and that's where we are at Faith at Eight, of what does it mean to be Christian, and then what does it mean to be that Christ-centered mother? Because sometimes that can be challenging. Absolutely. Sometimes. Sheesh. All the time. All the yes, time. let's be real. It, that's a job in itself. Absolutely. And I think that we put an ungodly amount of pressure on ourselves when we become Christian of, oh, I'm Christian, so I need to have my kids be Christian. So now I have this additional responsibilities on me and I'm supposed to do all these things. And if I don't do it perfect, then my children will go to hell and it's all my fault. Yes. We feel this weight or this responsibility 100%. And all of a sudden we're like, oh my gosh, I have to read all the books and do all the things. And if they're not Christian, then I failed. And I know for a lot of women, failure is the ultimate, like, oh my goodness, I can't be seen as a failure. And, or even more importantly, I can't be seen as I failed my children. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's just chalk up that feeling a little bit and sit with it. (sighs) I think for me... Once I really understood, you know what, I am Christian and there was a turning point in understanding what it was going to look like to be a Christian mom when I understood that I was raising boys and that I was modeling to them what it meant to be a Christian woman, that knowing eventually they would go off and find their wives and they were going to marry somebody that probably had qualities like me. Mm-hmm. And what am I modeling to them? And so there was this point where I had to really understand if they if they met a, a woman, like, you know, 47 years in the future when they meet a woman. I know. It's so beautiful. Um, Don't set you- that precedence <laughs> for your poor sons. <laughs> but, like, what are they going to look for? And would they look for somebody that is Christ-centered And if they didn't, it's because of what I am modeling. And yes, Mm -hmm. there's a responsibility that that I feel there as a Christian woman, that there's certain things I need to model to my sons so that they know what to look for in the future. Yes. And then I have the opposite end because I have daughters. And so it's whatever I'm modeling is what they'll be. You know what I mean? Like whatever I do and how I I act is exactly how they're going to act and and what they're going to do. And so... There's this weight of when I make the wrong mistake, am I setting them up to make the same mistake? Yes. And um, I, I've talked about it on on live um, Faith at Eights about how I all of a sudden felt this pressure of I needed to do all the things so my children didn't turn away from their faith. Eighty mm-hmm. percent of Christian kids turn away from their faith when they're when they go into their freshman year of college, um, and I think it's and it's pretty high even in high school and. So I felt all this like, well, then I'm supposed to do all the things to make sure that that doesn't happen. That's my responsibility. And there was just this moment where I felt like God told me, Shanna, it is not your responsibility to save your children. It's your responsibility to disciple to your children. And that's not the same thing. Saving my child and discipling to my child is not the same thing. And when we read in the Bible, raise up a child right and they they will not um, turn from it, we 
we sometimes put all these expectations on what that looks like. And what it means is disciple to your children, yeah. um, disciple to them and, and, uh, and he will guide them. Not I will guide them, but he will guide them. God will connect to them and, and they will um, be after God's heart and God will be after their heart and it will go. And that doesn't mean it's going to happen the way you want it to happen or look the way you want it to look. And so the, the struggle and what that is sometimes often is because I don't want to relinquish my children to God. Um, you know, God gave them to me. God entrusted me. He made me to be their mom because he knew I was the right mom for them. Um, and if I'm the right mom for them, then I need to have faith and I need to trust in God and know that they're not my children. They are his children. And I'm supposed to be a good steward of them. And I'm not supposed to, and I can't be a good steward if I'm trying to control the situation. Yeah. And just looking at, okay, well, here we go. Christian mom, what is that going to look like? And we first have to look and hold up the mirror and say, you know, if I looked at myself, would I be able to say, I, I am a Christian woman? And then what does that look like? Okay. So what am I modeling to my sons? Am I going to church? Am I um, reading the Bible. When I get anxious, do I go to the Bible or do I go to vices? Mm -hmm. um, what words do they hear that I use around myself, that I use around my husband, that I use towards them? How do I react to situations? And, you know, there's also that line of making sure that they know boundaries and that they know discipline, mm -hmm. right? That I am meant to be their mother. And what does, I'm not supposed to be their best friend. Mm -hmm. What does it look like to be a Christian woman, a Christian mother, and be able to discipline my son so that they understand as they grow, okay, this is what it, it means to be a Christian in this world. Yeah. And I think a lot of times um, it's not just that we've gone to our vices, but look, we look at our past vices and say, well, I can't tell them not to do this or because I've done it. And and when we realize that that's not actually what what God wants for us. Mm -hmm. And I, I read a book by um, John Roseman and it's called Parenting by the Book. And he talks about the four phases of childhood. And what's happened is the world has completely distorted those phases. Mm -hmm. And so now we have this struggle of, but wait, everyone's doing that. Am I doing it wrong? Because if you're not, if you're doing the opposite of the world, you're probably doing it right. But we don't recognize that because it looks so different. So right. he talks a lot about between the ages of zero and two. Um, that's the serving phase. That's when we're serving our kids because guess what? They can't fend for themselves <laughs> at all. And then the ages three to 13, we're teaching them to self-govern. We're teaching them how do they recognize and discern right from wrong? Because when we do it between three and 13, when they're 17, you don't have to explain to them, but that's wrong because you've already taught them how to self-govern. Um, and then from 13-ish, 14-ish to 18 to 21, that's us preparing them to be emancipated. Like we want to not like legally emancipate, emancipated, but being able to go out into the world on their own mm -hmm. and be prepared. And so in that phase, we're the mentor and we're mentoring them and we're guiding them through that. And then once they're emancipated, we can be their friend. But the, the world has gotten that all mixed up and we serve our kids until they're 18. And then we want them to be emancipated and all along the way, we're trying to be their friend and we're so confused on why is this not going the way we want it to? Because we're these Christian moms that are trying to raise Christian children by the world standards. And that's, if you're like, but wait, that doesn't make sense because it doesn't. But that's what we've done, right? We, we've done that. And um, when we start being more intentional 
and understanding, okay, well, this is my role and responsibility throughout these phases. And what does that look like? And what does God tell me um, that has to look like we automatically are counterculture? Yes. And that's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable because everyone questions you. Yes. And then you have to say, wait a minute, do I know the answer to this? And I will say, you know, on my journey, I needed to make sure certain things were in order before I knew how to show up as a Christian mom. Mm -hmm. So I always lean on what I call the pile of rocks. I need to make sure that my foundation in God for myself is strong, that I'm taking care of myself, that I'm showing up for my marriage. And then we come into raising our children with that strong front of what does it look like to have a solid marriage, to be solid with myself and my relationship with God. And I think as, as mothers, we often get, uh, we get thrown off course and saying, but my life is all about my children. My life is not all about my children because the minute that I make them the most important thing in my life, I have lost the vision of who I am and who God is really. And I need to make sure that I understand that I am modeling for my children that first comes God. And then I can show up to the other areas of my life by using the word and using God as what the platform or the foundation is for growing from that. And what's interesting is we'll, we'll, we think, oh, if I make my children my world, that means I'm a good mom. Well, you're actually making them a golden calf and you're actually making them an idol and you're putting them above God. And, and so it's actually the opposite. Like you're not, that's not what God's asked us to do. And um, so, so we go throughout life doing all the things and making our children the world while we, everything else is falling apart. Mm-hmm. How many times you talk to someone and they say, oh, our family was established in, and then they insert the date their first child was born. No, no, my family was established when I married my husband. Mm-hmm. When I said I do and I take you for better, for worse, richer, and poor, that's when my family was established way before those kiddos came along. Yeah. And and but what's interesting is we have and we've we've pushed our husbands aside mm-hmm. and we've made it, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I am going to do the father and mother role. And I get that there are single moms out there mm-hmm. and they are having to do both roles. And I'm, I'm sorry that you're in that situation, but I know that God's going to use you in a great way and three for your children. But there are a lot of married women that are doing the same thing and they're, they're pushing their spouses aside and they're doing all the things for their kid. And the spouse is the third kid. Like, it drives me crazy when someone goes, Oh, I have three kids. Well, unless you count my husband, ha ha ha. That's not funny. Yeah, it's it's not your husband. You need to honor that as you are in union with your husband and God. And if that is backwards and and you say things like, oh, you know, my third child is my husband or whatever, that's that's not what it's supposed to be about. We've got some priorities backwards. And I know from speaking to to other people that a lot of times that struggle is they're avoiding their marriage by pouring into their children Mm -hmm. because they don't want to have those challenging conversations so it's easier to say oh well i've got to be so busy with what my children are doing and the marriage will come later what happens when your kids do leave the house and you're looking at your spouse going who are you because Mm -hmm. you've been so into your children. And that is one thing in our house that we have have made it certain that we always make time for our marriage and that we are coming to our children, that we are raising our children together with God and that they always see us coming together. It's not a me against my my Mm -hmm. husband and then they go to one or go to the other and see which one will say. They know that they're gonna get the same answer from both because we have talked and we have that type of relationship. And we show up for our kids in different ways, right? 
I am the mother. I am, you know, I need them to see what that looks like to be a Christian wife as well as a Christian mother and just a Christian period in this world. And reflecting on are the things that I'm doing and saying throughout the day, are they reflective of what I want my children to understand is a Christian woman in this world? And that was extremely challenging for me because I picked up on a lot that was not in alignment with what I would want them to see that as. Now, I could have sat there and tried to justify it with the world. I could have done that, but instead I said, I need to make changes. And that was a time where it wasn't about what can my husband do to change this? What can my kids do? It was, what can I do to change? And I needed to look in the word as what does the Bible say about being a Christian mother? And there's so many things that we try to force to go our way and to look the way we want them mm-hmm. to look. And and that's not God's plan. And that's not God's, God's way for it. And um, when we go and we look at, okay, well, how am I treating my spouse? Not only am I telling my child, hey, this is what a marriage is supposed to look like. And um, I, I can tell you there were some things that my parents did very well when I was growing up, and there's some things they didn't do well. And I know that some of the things they didn't do well, I started out my marriage doing, and it caused so much conflict. And my husband, same thing. Um, he, you know, there were some things that he experienced through his parents, and neither of us knew what a, a Christian marriage looked like. Mm-hmm. Uh, my par- my husband's parents had a religious marriage, um, and my parents are secular. I talked about that in my in my in my about me video so neither of us knew what a christian marriage looked like so we didn't even know how to pour into our children and show them neither of us knew what christian parents were supposed to look like and and parents that that um do go and walk it out for their children and when i oftentimes will reflect and i think it's different for you because you're like oh this is how a woman's going to treat my son for me it's this is how a a woman's going to think she should be treated by her spouse this Mm -hmm. is the way my children will think they're supposed to honor their husbands and um i think we think sometimes that when it says serve your husband and being subservient it means like i bow at his feet and that's not it my husband and i you know we we cleave to each other we're one we're a unit and i need to model that to my daughters i need to model that because that's what actually is going to get them through that worldly season that tough season when a lot the things that are coming after them and it's funny i say that and think teenage years but it's happening now um you know the world is trying to sexualize our children younger and younger and we need to protect them but if we protect them the way god has called us to we're automatically put as intolerant Oh, you're not tolerant. You're, you're not grace-filled. You're not loved. No, I am being protective of my children. I'm trying to preserve their childhood to the best way I know how. And the best way I know how is by following biblical principles. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can preserve their childhood. And by preserving their childhood, I'm preparing them um, for a future where they have the foundation where they can be led by God. And I think it's important, too, to find other Christian mothers, whether it is Mm -hmm. in person. I mean, that's ideal. Finding them in person or online or people you can follow to see, you know, what is it that they're doing? What books are they reading? What podcasts are they listening to? How do they talk to their children? How do they talk to themselves? You know, how are they taking care of themselves? What does that look like? Because when you are so far in the world you see a different view that is portrayed through television, through movies, through Hollywood, through the news. All of that is what the world wants you to see. And that's not really in alignment with what the word tells us we should be. And I will say when you read the word and you start to understand, okay, this is in alignment and this isn't, 
It makes making decisions really, really easy. Should I do this? Well, let's see, what side is this on? No, okay, that's a hard no for our family. And once you you understand that, it makes decisions easier and it makes when you're in a crowd and you're, you know, somebody's coming out, hey, why don't you come over and do this? And you're like, mm, no, that's just not in alignment with our values. And you move forward. Whereas before you get really solid in, in what your lists are or what your your values are, right? You would sit there and go, well, I don't know, we should go because what are they going to think of us if we don't go? Or, you know, everybody else is doing it, so we should go ahead and do it. Yeah. And I think also what we all need to recognize is it will look different for every family Mm -hmm. because every family is different. Your Mm -hmm. children are uniquely made. They are one in eternity. Your husband is uniquely made. He is one in eternity. You are uniquely made. You are one in eternity. So we've talked a lot about this on Faith at Eight. Jill and I both make decisions for our children based on what's right for them. We we recognize who we're, I'm an expert in my child and she's an expert in her Mm -hmm. children. And as the expert in Riley and Allie, my children, I am going to make decisions along with my husband of, and discern what is right and wrong for them. Now that doesn't mean because I've made that decision for me, if she does something different, well, that's because she's bad parent. Kids going to hell. Like, no way. We each recognize what the appropriate boundaries for our children are. And people are going to comment because of two things. Either one, they don't get it or they're automatically offended because you think they think that you're calling them a bad parent. When I talk about the limits that we've put on screen time and it's interesting as my children get older, I actually been putting on more limits than less. And I think Mm -hmm. most people think it would be less. And I'm getting, and I think it's also being home with them all day. I've seen things that I'm like, wow, how did I ever allow that? And (laughs) um, there are a lot of people that make comments. And I think it's because they think, because I'm like, oh, our kids don't have iPads. They're not allowed there. I have an iPad that they are sometimes allowed to use with permission, but they aren't given free reign. And they automatically go, well, but my, I'm not saying anything about you. Mm -hmm. You know your children. You know where the maturity level is. You know what they're prepared for. And I know what my children are prepared for. And it doesn't make me a better mom than you or me a worse mom than you or me an overprotective. It makes me the expert of my children. And I think when we start stop comparing ourselves and I think that's one of the biggest mistakes moms make is they automatically start comparing themselves and competing and if you're like no we don't yes you do the second you got pregnant so well how many weight did you gain well I only gained this much your child would get you gave birth to a child and someone's like so are they walking yet and you're like they're two weeks old and well my child slept this many nights this many hours the first night like it's like before they even out of the womb, we're starting to compare them and compete and there's nothing to compete on because they're yeah. each unique and God is going to use each of them in their own way. So I think to be discerning on your own child and not try to discern what someone else does is really important. And also when someone chooses a different route than you, not taking it as a comparison of, wait, so am I doing this wrong? And that's where you've got to lean into your understanding and, and yes. you've got to lean into God and realize, wait a minute. Why is this coming in? This is the enemy that's attacking me on some level to say you're not a good enough mom. You're not doing it like so-and-so. No, you need to know your children. Mm -hmm. Again, I mean, at the very basic level, I have boys, you have girls. We're going to be raising them differently, you know? And then to understand, you know, what, what is good for your children, what's good for your children. If you start comparing or doing something because of somebody else's children, you've forgotten the gift that you have been given. You have forgotten that you have these uniquely made beings that are God's creation, that you are just able 
to raise and say, mm -hmm. okay, this is what your path is. And let's make sure that it is in alignment with, with what we believe. And that is a powerful gift, but sometimes that can also be scary. So we look towards somebody else and say, okay, well, let me do it this way. Cause mm -hmm. then hopefully they'll turn out better than if I make my own decisions, but we have to have that strength in ourselves and lean into God and know we have everything that we need in order to raise our children. And when we talk about getting a community and finding women that are mentors, we say mentors, not a group of dictators that are going to tell you how to do things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important to understand because if not, we just start doing what they're doing. Oh, well, they said they do this with the kids, so I should do it with my kids. No, yeah. I should take in that information and then I should pray over it. I just mm -hmm. completed yesterday a book by Dorinda Wilson called The Four-Hour School Day. And I remember seeing the book the first time being like, well, why the heck would I do a four-hour school day? That sounds nonsensical because I only do two hours. Look, I'm better homeschooled than her. <laughs> and I immediately wrote off the book. And then it kept coming up in my christianbook.com. And I'm like, okay, God, I get it. You want me to buy this book. And when I got done reading that book, I really appreciated that she gave me the permission that I already had and didn't know I, I needed, that I am the expert in my mom and it, or in my children. And she, I really literally felt like I had a mom that her goal was the same as my children, but she's been through it. And I was mentored her through this book. And it's so interesting how we will let the littlest thing cut us off from those mentors that can guide us, mm -hmm. or we will try to do exactly what they did. And I really appreciate it that in all of it, she did this very like, Hey, this is what I did. This is not what you need to do. And this is why I did it and not you need to, and did it in a mentoring way because if not, we go and we start going, oh, well, I have to do it their way. And if I don't do it their way, either they're wrong or I'm wrong and there's nothing I can learn from them. I have read many homeschool books. In case you didn't know, we're homeschool parents. Um, I have read many books where all I took from that homeschool book is a small nugget. And I could have been like, well, that's a waste of time. No, that's all I was supposed to get from that. And that's the same when you speak to other women. So if you do see a mom, so like a mom says, hey, we don't do this. Look at it with a discerning eye. Well, why don't they do that? Let me let me reflect on they don't do that. And how do I look flash that over what I do with my children? Is maybe that the right thing for my children? Is there not? Because we're either, it's like we do one or the other. We either bulldoze our own lives because they, they do it this way. Now we need to do everything they yes. do. Or we make excuses for the choices we make. And we, we feel like if we change it, that means we did something wrong and we can't admit we were wrong. It is okay to look at something you were doing and being like, Hey, that was right for that season, but it's, I now know better and I'm going to do better and I'm going to discern and do differently walking forward. Absolutely. That's the, the thing is, you know, if we're leaving this conversation to understand it is always in your control. It is always in your control. Nobody should be telling you this is what you should do. And then you're going to wind up with the perfect Christian kid or, you know, any of that. It comes down to you sitting and saying, where am I being guided? Listen to it and then do that and understand just because you've done things differently until now doesn't mean that's the way that they always have to be done. And just because, you know, Sally neighbor over there is doing things different and looking at you with the stank eye because you're doing something that she doesn't do. That's okay. Sally's got her own thing going on down there. You've got to be solid in what you are doing and know that what you are doing is um, you know, led and motivated by your understanding of your child and God and how you want to to be a Christian mom in this world. And just the same way you wouldn't disciple to everyone the same, you're not going to disciple to your children. Mm -hmm. So as you're discipling, not saving, but discipling, just remembering that because I even recognize I disciple to my two children differently because mm -hmm. they are different. 
Yep, they're all individuals. Mm -hmm. Just like us. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Uniquely made in God's image. <laughs> all right. Does it take me to pray? It's, let's close okay, this one out. Good one. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the blessings that you give us, the blessings of our children, Lord. Um, please guide us and help us watch over them in accordance to what you've designed them to be, Lord. Please help um, fix our hearts on you as we discern what is right and wrong for them, Lord. And let us be reminded that they are a blessing. They are a blessing from you, God, and we need to be good stewards of these little humans that you've um, led us to lead and that you've entrusted us with, Lord. And as we are guided and walked out um, on that path, Lord, let us just keep our eyes fixed on you and remember um, that you made us an expert in our children, Lord. You gave them to us for a reason and you've created us to be their moms. You've created us to lead them on this path. You've created us um, as we go through this and, and just help us find confidence in who you are and who you made us to be. Help us find confidence in your word and in the, the book that basically has given us all the information we need on how to disciple our children and how to lead um, through the Bible, how to parent by the book. We're so blessed to be in your presence. We're so blessed to be in this community and to have each other, um, not to, to compare ourselves to each other or compare our children to each other, but to learn from each other and to mentor each other and to be guided on this walk of parenthood. We're so blessed to be in your presence. We're so blessed for so many things, Lord, but most importantly, we are so blessed for your son, Jesus Christ, who came and died on the cross for us, even though we, we didn't deserve it then, and we don't deserve it now. And it is in his name that we pray. enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.